In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. Darkness has descended upon the city, and the creatures of the night have begun to stir. This is the time when the veil between the realms of the living and the dead is the thinnest, and all that is is not what it appears to be. Like a lone sentinel, one candle flickers in the night, revealing all that lurks in the darkness. This is Ghost Chronicles, Book of Shadows. Welcome to the Nightmare. Next Generation. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsink. With me, all the way from East Bridgewater, I think, is the... Well, I don't know what to call you today. Thanks. The blonde (laughs) bombshell herself, Anne Kerrigan. Well, good evening. You made it down off the roof. Barely. Barely. How are you doing? Hurting for certain. I thought so. (laughs) I'm sorry, I shouldn't laugh. I determined I'm not getting any younger. Really? Mm. You're just determining that now? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. But the good news is you didn't fall off the roof, right? Not that you know of. Uh, Not that I'll admit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank God. Are you all done? Hell no. Oh, damn, it's going to rain tomorrow. Yeah, I know. Hopefully my makeshift defenses will hold it off. (laughs) I mean, my ceilings are already destroyed anyway, so what difference does it make now? (laughs) Oh, God. Well, Uh, maybe, you know. Maybe our guest can can conjure up a little voodoo hoodoo spell for you and waterproof you. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see about that. But anyways, uh, did you get a chance to look at the footage from the Victorian? Uh, I did a little bit. I did of the the IR camera that we set up in the room. room. (laughs) I love the way you dance around that. (laughs) I'm going to dance around it all night long. In the room that Ron and I slept in, okay, there I said it. There were twin beds, everybody. Right, we put camera up. We're not stupid. And a camera. We're not stupid. Of course, if you want to to see the footage, it's uh, dial 900 something or other and dial 99 a minute. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Why not? We can make some money at this. If they want to watch a picture of the bureau in the corner of the room all night, they can certainly tune right in. But it's a nice bureau. Yeah, it is. <laughs> in the foot of my bed and the foot of your bed. But, uh, I, you know, I did look at it, and um, unfortunately the uh, the video is, is fine, but I'm not seeing anything going on except any the sun audio? rising. Except Wait a minute. The is there any audio? The audio is terrible. Oh, crap. You know, I did hear that. No, I'm I, telling you. I could hear you snoring. 
So oh, shut up. <laughs> I would have picked up that much. <laughs> okay. I heard you murmuring, but that's besides the point. <laughs> oh, I was saying, run, run. <laughs> I want to see this video. Yeah, well. I deny it. <laughs> I'm messing with the audio to see if I can improve it. But, um, okay. I unfortunately would love to say I heard that big bang that you heard in the middle of the night, but. I didn't. I'm telling you. And and it was some a follow-up noise as well. So I'm mm. telling you, it was there. Well, you should have woken me up. Well, you were murmuring. I thought you were kind of been awake. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you were doing. <laughs> anyway. uh, but it was fun. It was fun. Yeah. It was a great night at the Haunted It was Victorian. freaking cold. How can it be fun? It was fun. God, you're such a baby. Wah, 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 wah. Well, I'm not in a good mood, so. I mean, you wow, you wow, you whined all night. But that's true. <laughs> it was fun. It was a yeah, great yeah, night. There were yeah. a lot of nice people there, and uh, oh, there's some great people, and uh, you know, I mean, you and I served pizza and and uh, and soda. Soda. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So pizza we and were, suds. <laughs> yeah, we were good. I would have liked to have the suds. Uh, anyway. I know. So we we actually have a guest on the line, so we shouldn't keep her on the line. Uh, right. That's not nice, is it? No. No. So, no. And especially somebody who knows hoodoo voodoo. So that's right. I mean, we, we could get our asses kicked on She's going to so slap us up the side of the head with a little right. belly so, spell. Anyways, let's bring on the uh, the young lady in, in uh, oh, my God. Can you do the introduction here? I get to <laughs> agonize for a minute. Oh, well, we would love to introduce our guest, Denise Alvarado, the author of Voodoo Hoodoo. She's also an artist. And welcome, Denise. Thank you. Good to be here. Oh. Okay, I need a voodoo spell right away. (laughs) Ron needs one bad. Badly. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know what, should I get the voodoo spell to fix the roof or a voodoo spell to fix me because I'm hurting for certain. Well, there's a a voodoo hoodoo spell for any condition, so. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know what, Ian and I, uh, we were a little bit, um, I don't know what's the word, <laughs> but we, we had these, this little thing going about, uh, well, there's, there's these actually sexual spells in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just come right out with it, Ron. I, I kind of did, didn't I? Jeez Louise. They wow. do have so, they do have the good stuff. <laughs> here, here is the story behind this, okay? Okay. Right, Denise. Do tell. Denise, I got your book in the mail. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, voodoo, hoodoo. This is different, right? Because she's too cheap to buy it herself, that's why. I, what? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, so because I know, I know zero. I know zilch about voodoo. Okay. And so... I start flipping through the book, and what is the first page that opens up? I know. Wait, wait, I'll guess, I'll guess. You guess. 110. You are correct. <laughs> See, I'm psychic, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So I open the book, and what's the first thing I see? Vagina ritual. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? And I'm like, oh! And there's a picture. Yeah. There's a yeah. picture. That's the a candle. candle. Mm-hmm. Of the candle. Yes, there is. Mm-hmm. So, I... Amen. Uh, so <laughs> Welcome Ron to Voodoo Hoodoo. <laughs> Ron, Ron happens to call me up that, that next day after uh-huh. I read the book. And I'm like, 
did you see this book? <laughs> like, flip to page 110. <laughs> so, anyways, he's like, we got to have this girl on the show. <laughs> but, no, the book is about much more than that, Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, right hopefully on. you looked a little bit more through the book. I did. I did. Actually, I used a couple of those when we were in the, ma- the mansion, but it didn't work for evidently. <laughs> At least it didn't show up in the film, did it? <laughs> nope. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I mean, it's a cool book because it's, it's it got, like, everything in it. I mean, I, I turned open the, the, the page I turned on, naturally, was the Lord's Prayer. Because, oh, yes, uh, it was. Because, uh, you know me, I'm so pious. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's, that's mm. the word I was going to use. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Pious. So, I mean, what, what's, what's, what is this book, okay? I mean, oh, it's called Voodoo, Hoodoo, Spellbook. Spellbook. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, exactly what is it? And, and what are we supposed to do with this book? And, and <laughs> please, it scares the hell out of me, to be honest with you. <laughs> well, this book is actually about New Orleans voodoo. Um, okay. And hoodoo. Um, and it's... Uh, it, it really start from the beginning about the history of of New Orleans voodoo and uh, you know going to all the basics and so it's 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 really good for beginners but it's also really good for um, you know anybody at, at any level of their um, practice um, because you know there's lots of works in there from from simple works to more complicated ones mm-hmm. um, but yeah that's what it's about it's about New Orleans voodoo wow I mean are you a are you a, like a voodoo priestess or something? I'm not a mambo. No, I'm not. I'm okay. an individual practitioner. I grew up, uh, you know, in, with the tradition. Um, I'm like most people um, who practice it. Um, so, yeah. So, I'm a root worker. I mean, I'm a root worker. That's that's what I call myself. I'm a root worker. I'm a light worker, so there you go. Um, <laughs> there you but, go. Uh, anyways, I mean, is this book dangerous? Is it dangerous? Dangerous, yes. Let's talk about. I mean, no. there, is some, there is some pretty uh, nifty spells in here, if, if I can use that word loosely. Nifty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's like a gun, right? Guns aren't inherently uh, inherently dangerous themselves. Uh-huh. It's the people who use them. So, That's no, true. the book's not dangerous. It's, it's you know, it, it, you know, <laughs> if, if somebody <laughs> wants to go in here and and you know use it for the wrong reason, um, it's highly not recommended. Right. <laughs> Right. Well, I, I mean, I just picture some 12-year-old girlfriend at a sleep night overnight. They whip out this book, and all of a sudden, hoodoo voodoo is going all over the place. And, you know, I, you know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, are, are these spells, I mean, is there more than just uh, just the spell, or, or is, it, is it more than it, just that? Oh, yeah, it's much more than that. I mean, voodoo is a religion. It's not just magic. Um, which is, you know, the popular conception of it is that it's just, you know, magic and voodoo dolls. But voodoo is actually a religion, and it's it's based on, uh, you know, uh, ancestor reverence and healing. It's it's the reality of voodoo is very different than what the public uh, perception is of it. Um, Yeah. So yeah, there's spirits, you know, and and different ways of working with them. And, you know, the magic is just the tools for uh, dealing with life on life terms. 
we want things to be different, then there's a way to do it with the spirit, help of the spirits and help of the roots. Mm-hmm. So we, we have a question in our chat room. Really? Which oh. is, well, Mike wants to know. Um, oh, it's always Mike. Tell what me is, to get a it always. Job. What is a root worker? A root worker is somebody who, who works the roots and herbs and, um, you know, uh, those things of, of, uh, of, uh, of our mother earth. We, we okay. work the, we work the roots, um, uh, for, for changing situations and, uh, improving life, um, that kind of thing. Okay. So like a, like a pagan or like a witch, it's, it's very similar, similar to that. Similar in, in that way, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, similar but different. Yeah, and there, right. there's people who are just root doctors. There used to be people who are just root doctors who who are just work the roots as medicine, mm-hmm. folk medicine. So there's you know there's that aspect of it too, and then there's people who also use it uh, you know the more mystical um, aspects of it, and um, you know I I I'm trained to do both. <clears throat> okay, so this is so this is kind of similar just to because we had a guest on. A month or so ago, Raven mm-hmm. Ramasi, who had a book about, um, Conjure, you know, huh? about roots mm-hmm. and and how how the witches worked with the roots, mm-hmm. you know, from early, early, early on, and and you know, developed this persona. So it's all it's all kind of you know similar, right? I think to me, you mm-hmm. know, to the uninitiated, but. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I think it's all interesting that everything kind of crosses over. Right. Well, I, mean, I mean, it, it, all of it's that, though. I mean, when you think about it, I'm, I'm Catholic, and, and I turn this page, and you've got all the, the Catholic prayers in there, and you've got the St. Michael's Prayer. And, I mean, so it's it's an all. It's a nice, I mean, a lot of religions mixed, really, right. especially nowadays. Right. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that way originally, of course. No. Um, but... Uh, uh, over time, and as a result of uh, politics and, and uh, colonization, um, Catholicism was forced upon slaves, and um, we know found that uh, a lot of the saints were very similar in their functions and characteristics as um, the African spirits, and so it wasn't a real stretch for them to start um, praying to the different saints. Um, that basically, to begin with, were more stand-in for the gods, um, so they could they could openly pray to Saint Michael, um, mm-hmm. you know, or Saint Peter, um, but in reality, they'd be you know uh, speaking to and working with Papa Legba, uh, mm-hmm. and then over time, you know, um, because New Orleans Catholicism was, Catholicism was so um, influential in New Orleans, it just they became additions to. Not substitutions for. I think there's a there is a misconception that uh, the saints, um, so, you know, are um, are equal to um, the various African spirits, but they're they're not. They're they're um, uh, they're different, and um, they're in addition to the African spirits now. And of course, not everybody, you know, um, works with the with the saints. No, but a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. Right. I liked how you put in the book, you kind of have a, um, you know, like a table that kind of, you know, correlates the saints 
to the right. lo- Loas. Am I saying to it the right? Loas. Loas. Uh huh. Loas. Mhm. And you know their their dates. Right. I, I liked that. Yeah. Yeah. Their special day of the year that that they're celebrated. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody has you know one or two or more dates that are. Um, set aside for a special celebration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We so, have a question, too, about um, uh, they want from the chat room. Kat in the chat room wanted mm-hmm. me to ask you about St. Expedite. Expedite. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's pronounced both ways, Expedite and Expedite. Okay. Uh, just, tomato, tomato. Yeah. You know. <laughs> uh, yeah, St. Expedite. He's a... Uh, He's a patron saint of emergencies, uh, um, sailors, navigators, shopkeepers, dealers. Um, he uh, work, He's for anybody who needs a quick solution to their problems, and he's like the favorite saint, really, in New Orleans, I would say. Oh. Um, because he is, he's the one you go to if you have something that you need help with in a hurry. Mm-hmm. And he works really fast. That's and as long name. as you have, as long as you have, you know, a supply of Sara Lee pound cake <laughs> 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 available, and you can pay him a, you know, a slice or two for his help, then he's good. Oh, um, what's he, the significance he, of pound cake? Uh, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's been a it's been a New Orleans uh, tradition for a long time. I could not tell you what the you know uh, origin <laughs> of that is. Uh-huh. All I know is it, it's it's pound cake, and it's and you know, preferably Sara Lee pound cake. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know we're also supposed to publicly thank him uh, when he does help. That's one of the the main things. So, so he he asks for very little, mm-hmm. requires very little to work with him, um, and he's very effective. So, hence he's a favorite. Aha! <laughs> uh-huh. Hence so the like name. Me. <laughs> just like Ron, right? Yeah, just like he's me. He's a favorite. In fact, the Ann Ann cast the uh, follow me water spell, but uh, you know it, you know. Ah! <laughs> I, I, I've got my, I've got my witch's job buried, so I'm taking care of all this. Oh, stuff. so he's protected oh, from yeah. the, the follow me spell. <laughs> Where is that? I had that. I had that. Where is the it? Follow me, yeah, follow me, boy. That's a, that's a recipe. Yeah, it's a recipe that was. Uh, follow me, um, boy. <laughs> uh, it's attributed to to Marie Laveau. They're supposed supposed to have you know uh, come up with that. Uh, Particular form formula, yeah, and that's for to make a man follow a woman. Mm-hmm. So, um, and originally it was used for um, it was popular among prostitutes uh, to bring yep, in customers. That's where Anne uses it. Yep, that's right. Oh, <laughs> you are yeah. dead. I'm coming yeah. to your house. I'm wait. Better yet, I'm going to use this book tonight. You are you are in such trouble, <laughs> even more trouble than you're currently in. I told you I've got my spells waiting for you, so don't worry yeah. about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll but, see. Of course, it's it's since changed to you know it, any woman can uh, use it to uh, attract a a person, a man with means, um, oh. a man or a woman. I mean, so mm-hmm. there you go. Yeah. There you go, Ron. It works both ways. Yeah, yeah that's nice. Yeah. I'm so, so how tired about this? So from the roof, I couldn't do anything anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and then anyways, the ghost the ghost water is a cool thing. I just want to bring that up before I forgot. Yeah. And and that's a, it's it's a uh it's a basically used for spirit communication. So that's right, right up our right up our alley since we're right. not alone investigators. Right. Yep. Yeah, that's that's interesting. That's a that's a neat little uh 
tool to use. Where where do we get ghost water? Because I didn't read that. Oh my God, Ian, Ron did you must read have read anything? it. I didn't read it. Of course not. Go, yeah, go, ghost water is you, you have to go to a cemetery to to make it. Um, I don't really know anybody who sells it, but <laughs> uh, it's really best to be made. Anne actually goes to cemeteries all the time, so this is right up her uh, right up her alley. Cool, yeah, yeah. So if you're going to be in one most of the night, you know, you can oh. go to a, go to a cemetery at midnight. Bring your bring yourself a bottle of, of water, spring water. Mm-hmm. Um, find uh, somebody in the in the graveyard that represents a person that you want to speak with, um, mm-hmm. or that you need help from. If you need you know help from a police officer, if you know somebody who's deceased who's a police officer, if it's uh, a doctor, um, you know, even a grandma, a mama, a child, what, whoever it is, and then you put that water on their grave, mm-hmm. uh, and you talk to them, and you ask them, um, you know, you tell them what you need. Um, and it's also good to leave uh, an offering with them. Uh, um, some rum is always good. Of course, if it's a child, and you're going to want to leave toys or something like that. Penny. Um, Penny. And then right, right before sun up you you want to keep the water on the grave until just before sun up mm-hmm. uh and then when you take the bottle um that's when you pay the spirit yeah uh-huh. three pennies some rum or you know three uh-huh. pennies is cheaper so i would go that route <laughs> like you know you want to be really good to the spirit <laughs> so you know always taking the cheap route isn't always the best way well <laughs> i would bring <laughs> I would bring the rum because then maybe I could share the rum with the spirit, right? Really? Um, no, not really. You want to leave them their own bottle of rum. Oh, exactly. geez. I thought it was kind of like a drinking buddy situation, but no, okay. No, not really. <laughs> See, once once, once, once again, them. Anne shows her true colors. Oh, shut up. <laughs> now, we, we have another question that is... Um, Okay. At, it says, ask Denise about red brick dust. Okay. Red brick it? dust. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. I'm Came not sure the what, they want, what they want to know about it, but red brick dust is... Uh, red brick dust. It's a ward, a protection that that is used. Um, uh, it's put along the doorways, uh, windowsills things like that, that anywhere that there's an opening to the home, and it's said that, uh, you know, you, you put it in a, in a, a line across the, the doorway so it's like a, a boundary, mm-hmm. and it keeps out uh, negativity. and. So it's it's somewhat oh. to uh, seat salt then? Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. Very mm-hmm. similar to that. And we also add it to floor washes and things like that for, mm-hmm. you know, to boost the floor wash. I mean, that's what I found interesting about this book is is they do. They add, like, all this stuff to, like, you know, normal stuff that you would use all the time. Right. Yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> right. that's... So oh, oh, what... Yes. What? Oh, nothing. Okay. I'm just I'm making something up. Kiss me quick. Oh, God. <laughs> no. <laughs> you will. You no. will. You'll have no say about it. So nope. there. <laughs> nope. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get a spell in here to to ward all that stuff off. Yeah. I keep crying. <laughs> what is the difference? Now there's a difference. There's voodoo, and mm-hmm. there's hoodoo, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's different things. Um. Yes, or, and yes, yes, and and no. 
Okay. In New Orleans, the the separation between voodoo and hoodoo is not as pronounced as it is in other areas of the country, um, probably because we had the slaves came directly to us, and um, you know we've been able to uh, hold on to a lot of those original um, traditions. Um, but you know hoodoo actually comes from Africa itself. It's a it's a, a system of magical and uh, herbal knowledge, uh, uh, spiritual system that uh, is connected to the spirits of voodoo. And <clears throat> so you know it, it, the slaves brought that with them. Now over time, and because New Orleans is a port where you know multiple cultures um, got together then there's those influences. And for whatever reason, in New Orleans, we just are, we've always been a gumbo, you know, <laughs> of, of different cultures. We just, we, we tend to absorb those things around us, and, and that's, that's what happened with, the, with voodoo. Um, we absorbed uh, the different uh, cultural influences around us, and so, you, you know, we have um, uh, a large Native American um, uh, influence, um, and then there's the uh, European folk magic influence that uh, that happened as well. Uh, so we've got quite a few influences on it. But hoodoo actually came from Africa. Um, that, contrary to popular opinion, people seem to think that hoodoo started when after it, um, slaves got here. But they actually brought that knowledge with them. Um, but what happened t- today? Of course, our American hoodoo looks different than African hoodoo in a lot of ways because we have those other influences um, that I obviously wouldn't have in Africa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So. I mean, this book is just so great. I mean, I just love it. Cool. It's very yeah, interesting. I, I really like do. It. And, and, I mean, how did you, I mean, uh, you're involved in a lot of things because you've got like 27 websites. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I and I was told to be very nice to you by uh, Lisa, so I, I will have to bring them all up, I guess. But anyways, <laughs> how did you get involved in the the voodoo hoodoo? And, and you also do like a newsletter too, right? Yeah, I've got a few of those as well. <laughs> uh-huh. I've actually got over a hundred websites. Oh my god! Yeah, they're mostly informational ones for people um, <laughs> about various aspects of uh, um, New Orleans voodoo. Uh, so, yeah. And my, some of my main websites I have um, newsletters for. So, Well, why don't you give us a couple of your main websites anyways? I know we're coming up close to the break, so let's get uh, those in. Uh, no. Yeah, planetvoodoo.com is my main one. Uh, that's where that's my retail site where I um, sell a lot of my things, uh, my, my hoodoo products and my dolls and, and whatnot. And mysticvoodoo.com is my site that uh, showcases my art and my writing. All right, we'll have to talk about a few more because we have to cut to a break right now. All right. Uh, listen to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Dan and Ron. Welcome Our very to special guest, Denise. We'll be right back in the following messages. Everything you heard about witches is true. Halloween is the time of year when the shades of the dead whisper from forgotten. 
forgotten places, and spirits walk among us. The witches of Salem, Massachusetts, honor this time with Festival of the Dead, an annual event series that explores death's macabre customs, heretical histories, and strange rituals. Founded by Salem witches, Sean Poirier, and Christian Day, and hosted by the foremost authorities on the spirit world, Festival of the Dead beckons guests who step through the veil into a mysterious realm where spirits await you. To learn more or to purchase tickets, visit festivalofthedead.com or call 978-740-9783. Happy Halloween! <laughs> We are back with Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Anne and our special guest, Denise Alvarado, author of Voodoo Hoodoo Spellbook. Right. And you got to anyway. get rid of that Halloween ad. It's over. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I, I was know. wondering about that. Way over. <laughs> well, you know, if I wasn't up on the roof, I might do that. But, Apparently but so. Anybody who has a question, they can certainly uh, join us in the Tojinet chat room or also they can reach us where in? On our Facebook page at Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. And uh, like us. And uh, even if you I'll don't pretend. like us, like us. Yeah, <laughs> like us. And you can ask us uh, questions or just see what we're going, uh, going around doing this week or last week or whatever. Whatever. Right. <laughs> but Anyways, um, we, we were talking with uh, Denise about some of her websites, and I did want to get them in because uh, I don't want to get yelled at. So, um, <laughs> you you mentioned uh, actually just do the re-nap of the quick of the re-nap of the two that you mentioned, and, and any others you do want to mention prior to that. Yeah, um, planetvoodoo.com is my main retail website. Like I said, you know, it's where I sell my altar dolls and my uh, voodoo, uh, various uh, spiritual products. Um, and uh, I, I make everything myself, so it's it's all done old-fashioned way. Do it at um, midnight? Sometimes. It all depends on what the formula is. <laughs> oh, how? <laughs> and... Uh, uh, mysticvoodoo.com is the, the site that focuses on my art, and uh, it's, it's more of an informational website. Um, and then hoodooandconjurequarterly.com, that is my website for my uh, uh, journal, Hoodoo and Conjure Quarterly. Wow. Okay. The very first uh, magazine journal that focuses on New Orleans voodoo and hoodoo. Excellent. Are you from New Orleans? Is that a silly question? Uh, yes, yes. I was born and raised in New Orleans. Okay. I don't hear, shouldn't you have like a southern accent? Not, not to be fresh, but. Wow. <laughs> I, well, I don't hear it. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I don't know what to tell you about that. Um, there's several different accents in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. Depending on where point. you're from, you know. My dad didn't really have a whole lot of an accent. My mama did. Mm -hmm. uh, she was raised in Mississippi, so she had more of a Mississippi Southern accent. But um, yeah, I have a very slight, if if not one at all, I guess. I don't yeah, know. I was surprised. Yeah, I was. So if, if you're from New Orleans, do you know Bloody Mary? I don't know. I know of her, but no, I don't know her personally. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I've heard her. She's a great storyteller. Oh, she is. She is. 
We have but, a number of questions in this chat room. Really, a number. Mr. Mr. Ron. All right, let him rip. Okay. Um, the first question is, are there different styles of hoodoo? Different do styles of hoodoo. Mm. Um, she says, so hoodoo in, say, Florida will be different than hoodoo in New Orleans. That was yeah, her, kind of her yeah, follow-up. Sure. There's, like, regional differences, yeah. For example, you know, the, the Catholic component is not um, really seen far away from Louisiana. Uh, as the farther away you get from New Orleans, you, you'll see more Protestant influence. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, there, there are um, regional uh, differences. Some people incorporate Christianity. Um, a lot of people do, and, but there are some that do not. Um, so, yeah, there are differences. Okay. And the other thing is, in New Orleans, we, well, we have Grigri. It's not really, I would say, part of hoodoo, but I guess it is part of the whole package of New Orleans voodoo. Um, and you're not going to see that the same uh, in other areas. So those are some differences. Okay. Yeah. So Grigri is what? It's it like is- a kind of religion or... It's a spiritual tradition that came um, from uh, Senegal, uh, the traditional Africans, and from the um, Muslim uh, marabout, which were the like uh, religious leaders. It's a, uh, a system of um, another really system of coping with everyday life. Um, uh, folk magic, some will say, but it has a spiritual component, um, and uh, yeah, so we've we've managed to maintain that. Um, as well in our tradition. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Do, do, do you use uh, the spirits uh, more than, for instance, like uh, paganism? Do you, do you tend to use them uh, more than paganism? I guess that's my question. I... Um... Are they a big influence in in voodoo, hoodoo? Yeah, in voodoo voodoo they are. Actually, that's another one of the big uh, regional differences because in New Orleans, as I said, you know, voodoo and hoodoo is very closely intertwined for a lot of people. So a lot of our hoodoo practitioners will use um, a lot of the voodoo uh, spirits with their work um, because they're also voodooists. So, um, but that aside... um, you know, who do um, practitioners will use spirits. Um, they do work with spirits, um, ancestral spirits, you know, with spirits in general. They work with saints. Um, Blackhawk is a big one. Um, it's Native American spirits. Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a whole host of spirits that we work with. And it really differs. It really varies according to the, the person. It's a very individualized kind of uh, spiritual tradition. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we all have our own main spirits that we, that we work with, <laughs> and, and the spirits I work with may not be the same spirits that you know um, that Raven works with, for example. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So, do you? So I assume that you also have an altar, so as well, right? I got a few of those. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I, I mean, I, I'm looking at it's very much similar to you know witchcraft in in a, in a way. Mm-hmm. 
So what what would be the primary difference between, for instance, witchcraft and uh, hoodoo? Um, well, it's so close when you look at it. I think probably the deployment of the work. It, witchcraft is more fancy, more involved. Uh, hoodoo is much more down to earth in terms of we don't need to cast a circle for anything. We don't need to have an altar for anything to to, to do a work. Um, uh, so I think that's one of the main differences. You know, we don't have to dress any kind of way. Um, we don't have all that extra frill, wonderful stuff that, you know, witch, witchcraft has. But, you know, we have our own uh, wonderful stuff. So <laughs> just a different way of deploying things, I think, is a is a main difference. And also we don't have the same kind of, like, uh, chants, the long, you know, litany of uh, spell, words spoken for spells. I mean, a lot of our works, we don't have to say anything. Uh, the intention of the spell of the work is 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 um, um, it, the energy is is created when we're putting together whatever whatever it is we're putting together. So um, words aren't necessary. Sometimes we do say words, but they're not necessary. Like it is usually in witchcraft, there's you know different incantations and what that are used. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Um, we have another question about. Um, uh, she said, uh, "Chief." Blackhawk is used. Can can you explain that more? Oh, Chief Black uh, Blackhawk. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's one of the main spirits um, in the spiritual church, and also amongst uh, Tudu practitioners in the South. Um, we'll refer to him as Father Blackhawk, and he's typically petitioned for justice. And when you have uh, uh, enemies that are after you, you can ask him to fight that fight the battles for you. Um, and you know, in the spiritualist churches, he's often um, you'll see him on the altar along with uh, Saint Michael and Dr. Martin Luther King. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, because they they both if you, they all three represent defenders of uh. the underdog. Basically, they represent you know uh, taken up for for oppressed peoples. Um, and fighting for justice. Oh, that's uh, that's amazing in itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, another question, uh, and I did not see this in a book, but it's like a huge topic. Everybody loves zombies, <laughs> zombies, zombies. zombies. <laughs> yeah. So do we have any hoodoo stuff to make people zombies? That's a voodoo thing. Okay, not a hoodoo. No, that's that's a that's that's a tradition that comes from um, Haitian voodoo. Okay. Um, <clears throat> we don't really have much of that at all in, in New Orleans voodoo. We have we do have a tradition of, of what's called a zombie bottle, um, where a spirit is uh, captured in a bottle and um, used as a, pr- a protector of the uh, home. Now. There are other sinister uses for zombies. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Typically, they they were made or um, by a sorcerer. Um, they give them a give a person a targeted person some you know concoction of herbs and uh, uh, a potion of some sort, and uh, the person ends up uh, like going into a deep coma to the point where he looks they look dead. 
Boom. And then, and then, the, like the family, the community will believe they're dead. They bury them. The sorcerer will go later and dig the person up and gives them an antidote. But they're pretty much, um, at, and at that time, the the sorcerer will, will capture their a part of their soul, which is called uh, zombie astral. Put they put it in a clay jar and keep it. And oh, they get to, in that way, they they basically control the person. They take away their free will, and then the person is used after they're reanimated, basically as a, a slave. It's a really nasty tradition. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I, I think I saw something like that in a James Bond movie once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, You'll see yeah. it in spectral evidence next year. Yeah, really. <laughs> um, we do um, another question from our chat room is um, Kat wants to know if you could go through a very quick money spell that anybody could do. Oh, money spell. Oh, money, money, money. A money, money spell. Um, Everybody oh. wants money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's something everybody can use. Um, <laughs> Well, a, a really a real quick one, and this is real characteristic of hoodoo, mm-hmm. is to just take a whole buckeye nut. A what? A what? It's a buckeye, <laughs> a, a buckeye nut. It's like about an inch or so in diameter. It's a brown nut, and uh, they call it a buckeye because it looks like the eye of a, a buckeye deer. Um, oh. And uh, that comes from Native Americans. Uh, and and it's, it's, we carry it around as a good luck charm. But if you take a whole Buckeye nut and you wrap it with a dollar bill, mm-hmm. um, the higher denomination bill, the better. Uh, <laughs> and then you know, wrap yeah. and you tie it to the to the Buckeye nut with like red, uh, red or gold thread, and you can anoint it with fast luck oil, and then you carry it in your pocket, and then that is said to attract money. Oh, so that's yeah, a very simple go. ritual. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to get me some of those. Oh, it could be just like Ian. She attracts money. <laughs> yeah, right. With that stuff. spell, with that spell, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, I have a question about, okay. and this is probably, you know, one of the biggest things that I've ever associated with voodoo, the dolls. You have one right on the cover of the book. What's up with the voodoo dolls? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it... This book doesn't really go into dolls a whole lot because I've got two yeah. other books. I've got two other books that I've written all about voodoo dolls. Mm-hmm. Um, but voodoo dolls are, you know, popular in New Orleans. Um, uh, mostly, what people are familiar with are the ones that are made for the tourist trade. Uh, the one that you see on the cover is yeah. uh, one of the oldest um, styles of voodoo dolls in New Orleans, and it's called a, a juju a juju doll. Mm-hmm. And um, this doll, you can see it's it's similar to like the Bokio in, in Africa. Those statues you'll see that has they have like holes in their stomach or a mirror in their stomach, and then they have all these nails and different things attached to them. Uh, they're attached for the, the various things that are attached to them have significance, um, spiritual significance. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, it's the same thing with this uh, with the Juju doll. Um, we use them as protectors for the home and to uh, bring good luck. And uh, yeah, so that's, I like that's, I like this one on the cover. <laughs> and they're cool. also they there's we also have like the heirloom dolls, and these kinds of dolls are um, really good for heirloom dolls. You can pass these on down through the generations, and people can add their own uh, various charms and things from uh, ancestors to the doll itself. Nice. 
So yeah. when you do when you do a dog, do you have to get a uh, like a hair from the person that you're going to do the doll for, or is it just kind of genetic? Uh, it 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 depends on the on the type of doll. Um, I, the mo- most of the kind of dolls I do are either these juju dolls or the altar dolls, um, dolls that are created to um, represent and house particular spirits that then they reside on the altar. Um, then there's the the generic voodoo dolls that are made for a particular purpose, like you know for health, to draw money, um, revenge, that kind of thing. Um, when when a person gets a doll like that, if they don't make it themselves, then yeah, it's, you know we recommend that they um, you know put a personal effect, uh, attach it to the to the doll either inside the doll or or attach it to the outside in whatever fashion they can. And um, that's said to provide a sympathetic link to uh, the person. Yeah. Yeah. It actually so, makes sense. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, so the whole sticking pins in it and stuff, is that like right. a myth or is that really part of it? Um, pins, yeah, you know, pins can be used. There is a, a a way to do it, and, of course, that's the the one that's been perpetrated by Hollywood the most, right. <laughs> using the pins. Um, but, um, you know, it's it's not – the way we use them, it's not uh, as as – is normally portrayed like you're sticking a pin in to heck somebody mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's much more complex than that. Uh-huh. Um, the different color pins mean different things. Um, if you're going to use a pin, like say, for example, you have, uh, you, you're suffering from migraines. You can create a doll in your own image and um, use a pen to um, focus your energy, your healing energy, into the head of the doll, which would be, of course, where the migraine occurs. Mm-hmm. And... Um, do a healing spell in that way. So that focuses the energy to that area of the body. Um, oh, nice. Pens are also used to attach petitions or other personal effects to the doll so, and photographs, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, so there's all different kinds of ways you can you can use pens. Um, but it's, it's certainly really not the most common way to, to work with a voodoo doll. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just, just okay. you know, it's a, it's, it's been... You know, taken to that extreme by Hollywood and, and oh yeah, because it looks really sinister, you know. Right, right. <laughs> but in actuality, it's done for good. You know, right. generally, generally, most of the time. It, but you know, just like anything, you know, with with uh, with any religion, you know, it can be used for good or bad. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the thing with voodoo is we don't deny that we have the good and the bad. Right. It's a, because it's a balance of the of the cosmos. I mean, you can't have good without bad. Well, you and and you're, not, you're, not, you're not held back by the threefold rule. No. no. I mean, you, you need the dark to, to define the light. If you don't have the dark, you don't know the dark, you don't know what the light is. Right, right. So we have another question about Dr. John. Ah, okay. And, and just some information about Dr. John. And actually, that was, that was on my list of things to ask you, too, because I did see that he was a big... Must have been in the right place at the wrong time. Loire. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, he's um he was a Grigri man, uh, who was very popular, an herbal doctor, uh, in the eighteen hundreds, before or around the time of Marie Laveau, um, slightly before she rose to her um uh status of voodoo queen. Um and she studied with him. Um and um yeah, he's probably the 
best known Grigri man that we that you know uh, that we have in in our uh, history. Um, certainly not the only one, but he's the most well known. Um, he was said to make a lot of money from his charms and his uh, 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 works that he did. He was pretty much a healer, um, uh, mostly is what he's known for as a healer. Uh, but he and Marie Laveau are um, uh, pretty much said to have made a business out of voodoo. Wow. Yeah. It, it was it was after them that, biz, that you know, really the, the business of voodoo um, took off, and people were able to make money doing these things, mm-hmm. selling their charms and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Are, yeah. are, any, are any chickens harmed in the manufacture of your spells? Mine? Yes. Well, <laughs> we got to get the feet somewhere. <laughs> oh, that's what I was afraid of. We're going to hear from the PETA people now. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, it's no. a byproduct. Right. <laughs> no, that's that's true. That's true. The, the, the animal parts that I use are all byproducts of, um, right. of the, yeah. It's the Purdue. The things that are eaten in the world. Right. <laughs> so. Right, you're going to eat them anyway, so you might as well use the feet for something. Right, yeah. right. You tell the Peter people that. <laughs> so and really, on. it's really it's just the mambos and hungans who use who do the um, any animal sacrifice. Uh, we don't do a lot of that in New Orleans anymore, unless a person is initiated in a Haitian tradition. And then again, it, like I said, it's the priests, the priestesses, the hungans and mambos that are um, trained to do it correctly. Um, and other traditions that are related, Santeria and Palo, of course, they um, have their um, animal sacrifice that they use as well. Mm-hmm. So, if people, would you say would you say that uh, voodoo or hoodoo is embraced by New Orleans, or, or do you find it uh, persecuted, or is it persecuted outside the city rather than uh, you know it's okay in New Orleans? Yeah, I think anybody who's grown up in New Orleans, it's just kind of part of the environment, part of the culture. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not, you know, so much um, people, you know, you don't see people, you know, protesting against it and that kind of thing. It's just kind of an accepted part of of life there. Uh, when I was growing up, though, which is, you know, during the 60s and 70s, it was a little different. I, I, I don't remember it being as open. I mean, it's much more open. I would never have been as open about it. Of course, I was a, a kid then. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we were brought up to keep it a secret because it wasn't really – it's not safe because of, you know, um, the, the misconception about what it is. Um, and certainly if you're a person of color, you know, that just it makes it um, even more um, uh, difficult to um, – Put it out there that you you practice voodoo and people take you seriously, and mm-hmm. you know not think you're you know conjuring up demons and doing really bad stuff to people all the time. <laughs> you know has really very little to do with that. So um, nowadays I find that yes, not just New Orleans, but uh, the rest of the world is kind of catching up with New Orleans in terms of uh, embracing uh, voodoo and hoodoo and other African related traditions and indigenous traditions in general. Voodoo yeah. and, and hoodoo seems to be more associated with uh, um, the colored population rather than uh, Anglo-Saxon. Is is that true, or is there is just a misnomer? 
Um, nowadays, I I'm not. I think it's there's an attraction multiculturally with mm-hmm. it. Okay. Uh, cer- certainly, it began with um, you know Africans and, and indigenous people. Um, in New Orleans, we you know we're Creole, a big population of Creole people, mm-hmm. and you know so our voodoo we call Creole voodoo. And since it is a tradition that embraces many different cultural traditions, um, it certainly uh, there's certainly people from all different cultures who do practice it. Okay. Okay. So if someone got got your book, say someone got your book, say mm-hmm. I'm looking through your book and I want to make that that spell to come, you know, all the men to chase after me, right? Right. I need, like there I you need go, some more. I know you picked that one up. Like I need some more. Okay. <laughs> um, where can people get, can they get the, because there's a lot of strange ingredients on here, you know, I don't know what they are. Can they get uh-huh. them at your website or or where can they yeah. get them? They, they can get a lot of a lot of the oils already made um, at my at my website. If you know, certainly not everybody wants to make their own, um, but people who do want to make their own, I have a lot of the ingredients. Um, but I always tell people to go to medicinesandcurios.com. That's Doc Miller's site. He's got over four thousand different uh, products, herbs, roots, anything you really need. Wow. Um, uh, I, I'm I'm just not that big. <laughs> you know, I've got a lot of stuff, but. I'm not that big, and he's got everything you need. So whatever you can't find at my site, uh, you know, try medicinesandcurios.com, uh, and you'll, you'll you'll be able to find everything you need. Oh, okay. Yeah. We, we also That's have a, another question from the chat room, don't we, Ann? Uh, about the... Calling card. Oh, the, the calling card. I, I think she kind of answered her question, but um, one of our the chatters... What? Wanted to know is is there like a like a is there a particular way like a scarf worn in a certain way or something or necklace to show that you are a hoodoo practitioner? You know that people would look at you and say, "Ooh, she practices hoodoo." Um, but no, no, okay. no. In the other <laughs> African traditions, there are there's like alikis, you know, or coladas. There's the beads that are created by the various. Um, um, Palos and Poleras and the Santeros and Santeras, the the priests and priests of the priestesses of those traditions, they will have they have certain uh, beads and things like that mm-hmm. um, that people can wear um, to show their affiliation, um, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But uh, not not really. It's not. There's nothing that we you know would wear to yeah. say, hey, I'm a root doctor. <laughs> you know. Well, it's okay. kind of like if you. If you were a witch, um, mm-hmm. there isn't necessarily something you'd wear to say that. Right. You know, and, you know, well, well, I mean, it's like putting a flower on you. If you wear it on the right side, it means you're available. If you wear it on the left side, it means you're taken. Right. Really? Oh. Well, and, you know, there's certainly things that people do wear. You know, you'll find most people who are into hoodoo and root work or will wear, you know, uh, Maybe, you know, a, a necklace of some sort, maybe an evil eye bead or, you know, I mean, there are things that we, we will have on us that maybe, you know, your next person wouldn't have on them. <laughs> right, right. Okay. But you're not going to believe us. We've run out of time, Denise. And you God, were such a charming cool. guest. You put up with all our ridiculous questions. <laughs> Y'all are fun. Y'all are great. <laughs> uh, oh, my it God. It was fun. Like... I, I I think this is really interesting everything you know it's it's a whole new thing for me 
Yeah. And, you know, I love to learn about new things, and this is just, you know, it's another branch of the whole, you know, field. Right. Definitely. Right. Definitely. It is such a cool book. Once again, the name of the book is Voodoo Hoodoo Spellbook, and it is really cool, and I don't know, it could be dangerous, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Way to sell it, Ron. It could be dangerous. I'm getting all my, my anti-spells ready so that people start putting these follow-me boy spells and and in, all these in, other stuff. Indeed, it is a powerful tradition. <laughs> I can say that. So the, I will not uh, be casting that spell on you, Ron, so just stop yeah. it. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. Wow. Yeah. Spend one night, spend one night with it. She never lets you go. Oh, you are bad. I am. Denise, thank you so much for being on the show. You were really awesome. We do appreciate you putting up with us, and and, uh, the best of luck to you. Well, thank you for having me. Thanks, Denise. Take care. Thank you. Bye now. Bye-bye. And and I also, yeah, yeah, she was really nice, and and her book is cool. Um, And I put up her, all those websites she mentioned, they're on our Ghost Chronicles Next Generation Facebook page, so if anybody's interested go there and hit the link. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's definitely a cool book. I'd pick it up. I definitely yeah. would. Yeah. Whole new world. So, anyways, I got a uh, paranormal study group next Tuesday down the circles. Uh, come on in. Join us then. And also, I'm doing some holistic fear on Saturday. Not this Saturday, following Saturday. So, till then, good night. God bless. Good night, everybody. Beasties and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord. <laughs> 